Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, happy new year. Welcome to episode 150 of the DCL Dude podcast. My name is Wes and in this week's episode we are going to recap our recent five night Bahamian cruise from Port Everglades with two stops at Castaway Key which sailed over New Year's Eve. But before we do that, I want to mention two quick things, actually three. First, A lot has happened as it relates to Disney Cruise Line over the past several weeks, and I owe you an update on all of it. So I'm planning to release a news episode sometime soon, hoping to get to it as soon as I can. Uh, So be on the lookout for that. Also, I released the written trip report for day one of our cruise over on my blog, and I'll be working on the rest as I have time over the next few days. You can find those at thedcldude.com or I'll be posting links to them on my social media pages as I release them. I would really love it if you would read through those and let me know if you have any feedback. And finally, don't forget about Disney Cruise Line's current 50% deposit promotion. It doesn't mean that you'll ultimately pay less, but it's less of a financial commitment up front. So if you have plans to cruise over the next year or so, it's it's really a great time to get something on the books. And obviously, I can help you with that if you want me to. So with that, let's get to this week's episode. Uh, As I do with all of my trip reports, my wife uh, will be joining us on this episode, so I would like to welcome her into the show. Hello, Alyssa. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back. Are you nice and comfortable over there? I'm nice and cozy over here. One room over from Uh, you. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Are you going to be able to stay awake through all this? I'm not sure. We've just got the kids to bed and... I'm pretty comfortable. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, if you doze off, don't just just don't start snoring. That's all that I ask. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right. So to kick us off here, we flew down a day early and we flew into Miami, Miami International Airport. And I I, I feel like we we got to stop using Miami as like our our kickoff point. We've had <laughs> we've had sort of uh, two bad experiences now. We're we're over two. Yeah, over two. This uh, this was partially my fault. The reason we flew into Miami is because the flights in and out of the area were really crazy, and the the best deals we could get were into Miami. And for those of you who don't know, Disney Cruise Line actually offers transfers from both Fort Lauderdale and Miami International Airport. So we and we opted to do the uh, the ground transfers from Miami International Airport. But first, 
we had to stay the night in Miami and uh, I found us, I booked us a room at the Miami International Airport because I thought, hey, the, you know, the Hyatt at at MCO is one of our favorite places to stay before a cruise. We've had great experiences there. It's a great hotel, nice and clean. So I thought it's got to be the same thing, right? And and Liz, was it the same as the MCO Hyatt? No. First of all, in Orlando, it's a Hyatt. It has a name. (laughs) That should have been the first sign. (laughs) The one in Miami is literally just called Miami International Airport Hotel. (laughs) And we stepped off the elevator onto the floor where our room was. We knew immediately. We both just looked at each other and we were like, no. Well, our thought was not again because we <laughs> <laughs> we had another bad experience uh, when we were when we were leaving from Disneyland in California earlier this year. We we did a, a hotel stay before our, an early flight, and just <laughs> we really know how to pick them. Let's just let's just uh, let's just say that we're, we're easily deceived by internet pictures, I guess. For sure. For sure. So we arrived early the day before our cruise and our plan was to, this was another huge fail. Uh, our, our plan was to rent a car for the day and we had some, we had some things picked out that we wanted to do. And we went, we didn't, we did not reserve a car in advance. Silly me. I thought we could just show up and, and reserve one. That turned out not to be the case. Every car vendor that we went to, they didn't laugh at us, but they, you know, they kind of told us that we were crazy to think we could get a car just for the day. And so that didn't pan out for us. This is also two days after Christmas. That's true. So I don't know what what we were thinking. Uh, Right. Very busy time of the year uh, to try to rent a car. Anyway, we ended up going back to the hotel room trying to to formulate our next plan, and we ended up just taking an Uber or a Lyft into town. What was it? Coconut Grove? Yes. Yeah, we did spend the day in Coconut Grove, and I have a cousin who lives there and recommended the area, and it was was nice. Yeah, so we found a nice place to eat. We found a couple parks to, to walk around. There was a like a this boardwalk area down by the ocean that was fun to walk around. So we we made the most of it, but by the time we got back to the room, we were we were pretty exhausted. Also, we had woken up. I don't. I think we woke up at like three fifty that morning to, uh, for our really early flight. So we by the time we got back to the room, it was probably four o'clock. We yeah. f- found dinner at the hotel, which the restaurant was decent. And then what time were we in bed? By 7.30 that night? Yeah, real early. Yeah. We just wanted that day to be over. <laughs> right, exactly. We were, <laughs> we were both kind of like, just just get this day over with. The next morning, we weren't sure where the transfers were going to pick us up. So we walked around down by the baggage claim area and, and ultimately found the Disney Cruise Line representative standing there. And she asked us to come back around 11 a.m. because apparently they only had one bus planned. And so they were picking everyone up around 11, around baggage claim 26. So we went to grab some breakfast and then came back to meet the rest of the crew. And what, there were probably like 30 of us on the bus. It, w- it wasn't a very big group. Yeah. But it was a. I think it was just a regular coach bus. And anyway, we got on and... Uh, the the ride was about 45 minutes. We ran into a little bit of traffic, but I think we ultimately got to the port around 12.15. And our port arrival time was noon, so we were a little bit late. Um, we pulled into the new cruise terminal, which obviously was a first for us because it's brand new for Disney Cruise Line. 
and everything was very smooth. I mean, we got off the bus, the the bus driver took our luggage off, all of our bags were tagged. They had the luggage porters right there. We gave, you know, we gave them to them, confirmed that we would see that they were the ones putting our bags on the ship. And they said, yep, good to go. So we then walked into the into the cruise terminal. And what did you think of the new cruise terminal, Liz? It was great. It was really smooth. And the theming is really cute and has the um, all the stations set up to take pictures before you get on. And you walk through the big Mickey-shaped door hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you think it felt bar? like a Disney Cruise Line terminal? Yeah. 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 It was definitely different from, like, the last cruise we boarded in... Um, Vancouver, which didn't feel Disney at all. So Agreed. Yeah, it. yeah. Okay. It's it's very open. Obviously, it's uh, you know it's Disney themed. They got Finding Nemo graphics all over the place. It, it's nice. It's got like a new a new building smell to it. We because our because we got there at near the end of our port arrival time, our boarding group had already been called by the time we got in line. So we didn't spend much time in the cruise terminal, but we did get checked in. They registered our, our, our Disney Band Pluses right there. They asked us if we had them. So each time you go on the ship, if you're using a Disney Band Plus or using a Magic Band Plus, you're gonna, you, have to, you have to link your band to the ship. This was something that I wasn't really familiar with ahead of time. So make sure you're doing that. Ask the person when you're checking in or tell them that you have a Magic Band and they'll get it linked. If you don't do it at that check-in, there's another stand. Like if you're looking into the cruise terminal, in the very back left, there's a <laughs> there's a mostly unmarked booth with a cast member standing there. That person should be able to help you link your Disney Band Plus, but they'll also do it right when you're checking in if you let them know that you have it. So we pretty much breezed right through check-in, got in line. We took some pictures uh, getting onto the ship, and then we walked on, and we handed my phone to one of the cast members. I asked them to if they would film our entrance, and I was a little surprised at, at their reaction. He didn't make it seem like it was weird what I was asking, but he wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'd love to do that. It almost was like he didn't understand what I was asking him to do. We do it every single time, and it's usually like... Yeah, sure, of course, we do this all the time. And he was kind of like, oh, I guess I could do that. Right, right. So the person I talked to handed it off to someone else. And and I don't know if you've even seen the video yet, Liz, but they they cut off the beginning of it. So it's... Yeah. It's not the it's not the full announcement, but uh, but it'll work. I so. actually saw him playing with it while, and she was looking at the line and looking at him like <laughs> I, got, I got to start I, announcing. I gotta get going. Yeah, I can't wait for you to figure yeah. this out. So again, it, it's a fun it, like, especially if it's if it's your first time cruising or or you know you don't cruise as often. It's a really fun video to have. Just give it to one of the cast members and have them record your entrance because they'll announce you to the ship and. You know, they'll announce your family name, all that, all that good stuff. So we got on. Actually, my parents got on before us, and they were standing up on uh, up on deck four, and they were yelling for us. So it was it was like an extra, uh, an extra special welcome because we we had people actually cheering for us as we as we got on the ship. <laughs> and then we we looked up, and right there, Captain Mickey was was uh, was greeting people. So felt like a no brainer to go jump in that line, and and there was relatively nobody in that line so we were able to to get captain mickey 
that's one of our must dos on these cruises is to get our pictures with Kath- Captain Vicky. So to have like one of those must dos checked off within the first 10 minutes of being on the ship was, I thought that was pretty nice. Yeah. Then we headed to Cabanas for lunch. I mean, that's Cabanas is like in the top three things that we always do uh, as soon as we got on the ship. Normally we like to eat outside, but it was pouring rain when we got up there. So we opted for a, a table inside because we were already at like boarding group 20 by the time we got on. It did, didn't it feel pretty crowded in Cabanas? Yeah. It could have also been that it was raining, so everybody was inside. Nobody could, you know, be outside on the back deck eating. But Yeah, so there was um, less less tables to yeah. choose from. And it was at, at lunch that our kids revealed that they would be throwing the normal rules out the window and that vacation rules were now in effect. Yes, they were actually physically throwing <laughs> rules out the window. Uh, and having multiple cups of soda. Yes, lots of lots of visuals. Yep, lots of visuals <laughs> for us. And yes, vacation rules <laughs> essentially mean soda and ice cream is fair game. So they were they were pretty excited about that. After lunch, we typically like to go to the open houses at the kids' club. So we headed down there. And I, when we when we walked in, didn't it just feel different than the other ones that we've visited recently? Yeah, it was felt a little boring. I think because when you when we went into the Oceaneer Club on the Wonder, like you walk in and on the left right there, the room where it has the Toy Story slide, it's like high ceilings in there, right? So it's, you know, it's like a big structure that you can climb up on and there's a slide that you can slide down. And so it just felt more open on the wonder i feel like the the dream i don't know it just felt like more closed well, in and that's also essentially like a jungle gym like a playground and they didn't right. really have anything like that yeah yeah i think they really like that part and then we kind of walked through each of the rooms and both of our kids were kind of like uh, yeah, i don't good. know if we're gonna be really interested in it in it for this crew so i was a little concerned that they you know that they weren't gonna be into it at all but Maybe we'll talk about it later. But William discovered that he likes the Disney Infinity Room, which is, I think it's essentially just like Xboxes, right? With with Disney games on them. I, I still don't fully understand what Disney Infinity is, but he ended up loving that on the cruise. He asked us to go there multiple times. Every time we went to pick him up, he didn't want to come because he was, you know, he was playing this Disney Infinity game. So, yeah, he always wanted to leave whenever they. Said it was not his turn anymore to play it. Yeah. That's all he wanted to do. But one thing that's kind of funny about that is Doug McKnight, who has the, you know, who is a co-host of the Rope Drop radio show, the Rope Drop on Deck show. He was also on this cruise. And he and I were texting back and forth about Disney Infinity. This was before William had discovered it. And about how outdated we thought it was. And we were both kind of like, does anybody even still care about Disney Infinity because I it, I remember when they first came out with it it was like this big deal but it never really took off as far as as far as I know but apparently the kids still really like it so he's begging to buy it now <laughs> that's right for, he, he, for wa- our house. he wants it for the Xbox for uh, for our house now one thing that was kind of cool though is before we left the kids were playing over in the Toy Story area and Jesse came in and was what, playing hide-and-seek with the kids? Yeah, we were the only ones in the Toy Story bedroom. And Jessie came in, and they took a picture with her, and then she hid. 
like playing around. So they and they found her, and then she told them to hide, and it was so cute. They just had like this game of hide and seek going on where they hid in the toy box, and she was looking all around for them. And it was just kind of a special moment with just them and the character before more people started coming in. And then there was eventually a line to take pictures with her, but um, it was kind of a special minute. Yeah, it was really cool. To have. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It, it, yeah, that that was the cool part too. Is that it was just them. I mean, they got some one on one interaction, some some of that like unique character experience that you don't get just from like standing in line to to uh, to meet the characters. After we did the open house, we went up to check our staterooms to see if we had gotten any luggage yet. We didn't, but we were able to drop like our day bag and and just check out the room a little bit. We had a deluxe ocean view stateroom with veranda located midship on the starboard side of deck seven what do you think of the room location on this cruise it was good because so we were on the dream obviously so it's a bigger ship and i like being midship on the bigger ships for sure yeah, I I agree. It, whenever we had to go to one end of the ship, it it felt like far far yeah. away, right? Like when we had to go do laundry and we had to walk. Um, it, and it was it was on our deck, so it wasn't even like that far away. But you had to walk all the way down to the end of the ship. It just it, it, the the larger ships just feel feel a lot bigger, especially compared to uh, the Wonder when we cruised it in June. Yeah, I think it was just because that was the last one we had been on, but. I could feel the length when we had to walk from one end to the other, for sure. Yeah. Being on the Wonder just like six months ago, I never felt like I had to walk too far. And I also never felt lost. And I I had to look at a map several times this trip, (laughs) (laughs) especially the first few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's but that's any time you haven't been on a ship in a while, I and mean, we we hadn't been on the Dream in quite some time, right? So, right. Yeah. Um, so even I was, you know, had to get my bearings a little bit when I when we first got on the ship. We were sailing with my parents. They had the connecting room that was next to us. We were able to open the partition between uh, our veranda to give us that you know that ex- extended veranda space, which is always nice. But they had come into the room and told us that they were planning to go to uh, an animation class in the D Lounge to draw Mickey Mouse. So we agreed to go and join them. And so we did. And the animation class, they're really fun, but they always like, I feel like our kids never really enjoy them that much because they get frustrated with their drawings. I was going to say that they always get mad that. It doesn't look like the one that the teacher is doing. Right. And it usually is like after the first mark that they have to make is when they, they've they already decided that, it, you know, that it's terrible. So, yeah, their circle's not round enough. But I think they, I think they did okay. I think they both enjoyed it um, and had some fun with it. And, and it was a good, it was a good activity to, you know, to, to kind of, especially since, since it was raining outside to kind of um, get us to get us to the next thing. Immediately after, there was a uh, Nosemore trivia. I think it was Disney movie trivia, right? I think it was General Disney. Was it General Disney? Anyway, it was, it was, a, it was a Disney it was trivia that immediately followed. And it got a lot more crowded than the animation class was. There were a lot of people in there. And we we didn't do that well. No, there were some obscure questions. There were some obscure, obscure questions. And some people got 
a lot of them right, but we 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 <laughs> didn't do great at that one. But soon after that, it was everybody's favorite activity, the muster drill. And based on where our room location was, we lucked out. We our muster station was in the Buena Vista Theater, which I think made it a little bit easier of a selling point for the kids, don't you think? Yes, they did not want to go, <laughs> and neither did I. I mean, it's the worst. But and it was also raining out. Right. So we really, really lucked out. Yeah. It was so it, it's super easy when it's when it's inside. It was twenty minutes. And actually they played a video on the screen, which I, I wasn't used to seeing that before. Yeah, we got to watch a video and the whole time the cast members who were leading it were like telling jokes and um, <laughs> right. having the kids in the audience tell jokes. Yes. Yeah. And they were interacting with us and each other and it just made it go by a lot faster than when it's a million degrees and you have to stand in a tight line outside or in the sun or whatever right right and the fortunately the rain had cleared so we were able to uh, to get up on deck for the sail away party we thought i, I think this we thought this was going to be our third cruise in a row where we missed the sail away party due to rain. Our last two were canceled or moved inside because of rain, and we thought it was going to happen on this time or on this cruise. But we were able to do the sail away party. We usually like to go up on, so not the main deck where everything is happening. We like to go up on you know one deck higher. I think it was deck twelve for this one, and typically I like to watch. The characters come out and do their dance and and all that stuff, and then you know, then the ship horn plays, which is the official kickoff to, um, to the cruise, and then usually the that's when the the ship departs, or soon after that's when the ship departs. So we like to go up on the bow of the ship and just kind of, um, or at least up to all the way to the front of the ship, and watch the sail away, but. We didn't leave for quite a bit after the sailway party, so we ended up just going back to the room um, to do some unpacking because we like to take all our clothes out and use all of the available space in the stateroom and just completely <laughs> unpack so we don't have to live out of suitcases, right? Every drawer, yeah, every hanger. So we were able to unpack and, and get ready for dinner, which was Enchanted Garden that night, and that was when we got to meet our serving team. We actually requested our assistant server, Trisha, based on a recommendation from a friend of ours. And so she was the assistant server, and then Wei-In from Indonesia was our server. And it was they were one of the best serving teams that we've ever had, or at least that I can remember, right? Yeah, super experienced. They've both been doing it forever. That's right. And yeah, really knew what they were doing. Yeah, Trisha, I think she said 15 years and weigh in 20 years. So yeah, tons of experience. Both of them were awesome at keeping the kids entertained. They they asked for the kids' meal requests right away, got those out quick, moved through dinner quickly. So they were they were really awesome. We we typically have at least one good, really good server or one really good assistant ser server, but rarely do we have two that are really good and and both of them were just were just amazing so they they took really good care of us for the cruise yeah some quick stories about them is this a good time to share sure so weigh did a lot of um, magic tricks and riddles with the kids that they absolutely loved which is like their that's like the key to their heart right like they yeah, love that type of stuff they instantly loved him for that yeah um every night he had a different 
something to surprise them. And that was the reason they liked Jordan so much in the kids club on the wonder because he was showing them magic tricks. Right. And they just, yep. they just, yep. they just eat that stuff up. And then a quick story about Trisha. One night, Emily tried my, it was pasta bolognese mm. and she loved it. Which so was from animators night, palette. Yes. And the next night we asked if she, we were like, I know it's not on the menu. We're not even in the restaurant, but we, could we have it? But it was not available because that night was the special New Year's Eve menu. So mm. none of the restaurants were having it. We we're like, that's fine, whatever. Forgot about it. The next night, it was not on the menu again. And before we even asked about it, uh, Trisha had gone to Animator's Palette and got her a plate of it because she had just remembered that she wanted it. So we hadn't even asked about it. She just knew Emily loved it. She went to a different restaurant and got her the meal that she wanted. And that's just... It was so awesome because Such it was so unexpected because we did not ask for it. And I had completely forgotten about it. And, yeah, she showed up with this dinner. Because Emily's a, an extremely picky eater. And she can only have macaroni and cheese so many times before she's sick of it. So it was so nice to for her to bring that. And Emily could, you know, have something that she actually enjoyed eating. After dinner, it is it was time for our family's favorite uh, Disney Cruise pastime, and that is visiting the shops. And I love the layout of the shops on the Dream Class ships. We spent some time uh, browsing in the shops. There was there was nothing really that kind of jumped out at me. There was nothing that I had to have. I, Liz pretty much can find a must have anywhere. <laughs> In any store? So lots of must-haves for Alyssa, right? I thought they had great selection. <laughs> <laughs> Never found a selection that she didn't like. Uh, they had some 2024 merchandise, which I'm typically not a huge fan of. So we probably spent, I don't know, half hour or so in the merchandise shops. And then we were all feeling really exhausted. The Golden Mickeys were supposed to be on embarkation night but we, Alyssa it's kind of funny she had mentioned earlier on in the day that the golden mickeys were tonight which I got excited about because I really love that show and then she was looking in the navigator app later on and it was gone and so we were confused about what what was happening there we did find out that it was moved to a different date actually we didn't know it was moved at the time uh, but later found out that it was going to be on uh, a couple days later so we did not miss the golden mickeys but they had a, a ventriloquist act in the Walt Disney Theater on on embarkation night instead, and I don't know. It just it it, it seemed like a perfect opportunity to uh, to get the kids in bed early because they they were pretty exhausted. Yeah, just have one night of catching up on sleep. Yep. The next day we visited Nassau, and we actually originally had a port adventure planned in Nassau. We were going to do the dolphin swim at Blue Lagoon. And about a week and a half, maybe two weeks before the cruise, we got an email saying that this excursion had been canceled or that all Blue Lagoon excursions had been canceled, which I wasn't too surprised about just because I had heard a couple months before about an incident at Blue Lagoon that I'm guessing is the reason why these were canceled. But what what made me a little upset is the timing of when they were canceled because I don't know. My guess is they knew they were going to be canceled well in advance of when they told us, and that would have given us a chance to book something else. But by the time they told us they were canceled, we didn't have a chance to, you know, to to book anything else because 
everything else was was already full. So we we wanted to do the Atlantis Dolphin Swim. We wanted to do the Aqua Venture at Atlantis. Two things we haven't done before, so we were going to give those a try, but we did not get to book those because they were already full by the time they told us our port adventures were canceled. So that meant that we could sleep a little bit later and uh, we were not awake for our arrival into Nassau. And by the time we woke up, we had already been docked. And so we typically like to start the morning in cabanas. We did that and then really didn't have much of a plan for the day after that. So, you know, the plan was was to lay by the pool. I went to the spa, right? First that, thing in the morning. Yep. To um I wanted to get my nails done for I went and said anytime today and they did not have an appointment until about five o'clock at night. Right. But you also wanted to have Emily with you to get your nails done and yeah. found out that there are no children allowed in the spa. Right. I was picturing the wish, right. which has an actual nail salon that anyone can go to, but on the other ships the nail salon is inside the spa, which is only 18 plus. Yeah. So I went alone, which was fine, and it was really nice. But but Emily didn't get to get her nails done. No. Sad. I had a little injury before the cruise. <laughs> I was planning to – actually, the, the doctor told me uh, I got some stitches in my chin as a result of a very serious hockey incident. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing very hard and uh, got some stitches in my chin. Is that the story? That's the story. That's the one okay. that everyone's going to hear right. about. Uh, anyway, I, I I did have stitches in my chin, and the doctor told me that I needed to visit the health center on board to get those taken out. So that was my plan. I went down there to get the stitches taken out of my chin and found out that I had to make an appointment to see a doctor to have the stitches removed, and it was going to cost me $165 for the doctor's appointment, and then whatever incremental procedures they had to do after that. So I, it's that's not really what I was expecting. I thought maybe there'd be a nurse there, someone that can just you know easily and quickly take stitches out. I had never been to the health center before, so you know but that, anywhere else in the world that is the process, right? You just so that right, so that was all out. a new experience to me. So I did not do that. My uh, mom had some uh, little scissors and some tweezers, and my dad ended up just taking my stitches out. So uh, it all it all worked out fine. But if you ever do have to go to the health center on board, it's located on deck one forward, at least on the Dream it is. I'm guessing that they're in similar location on the other uh, cruise ships. But when you walk in, it it feels like a doctor's office, which I was, I don't know what I really, I don't know what I expected, but it felt like a doctor's office. Like they had the window where you go and check in, they had a little seating area, and then they call you back. Uh, so that was interesting. I think by that time you had gotten the kids ready to go up on the pool deck and we just had a day of hot tub, which that's where that's where the kids spent most of the time because it was pretty chilly up on deck and they weren't, you know, they weren't crazy about being in the pool. But, I mean, there were probably 30 kids in the hot tub at all times, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was pretty crowded. Um, I don't think a ton of people got off in Nassau. Right. <laughs> 
Big Hero 6 was playing on Funnel Vision, which is, you know, my kids really like Big Hero 6. I think it's a decent movie. Not my favorite Funnel Vision movie, but it was it was a good movie to sit there and watch. We watched a bunch of that. We did the Aqueduct a couple times and, you know, tons of ice cream was eaten. I, I think our kids probably had at least three ice cream cones just while we were, you know, while we were enjoying the pool deck. Emily tried the Mickey slide. I think I think she did it one time, and she was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good with that." Yeah, she liked it, but not sh- like she used to. I think she likes more exciting slides. Yeah, now. right. Yep. One thing I was really excited about on this cruise is I noticed on the uh, the soda station that there was an orange Fanta flavor, which. That was a first for for me. I had never seen an orange soda at the soda station. So I wanted to try a a creamsicle float. So I went and I got some vanilla soft serve ice cream in a cup. And they'll give you a spoon right there if you ask for it. And then I went over and filled the cup with some orange soda and had a nice creamsicle float. And then I posted it on social media and... I could not believe the responses that I got of people saying that they they do the same thing, but they do it with coffee. So vanilla ice cream in a cup and fill it with coffee. And so I'm like, I, I mean, it sounds amazing. I love coffee ice cream. I obviously, you know, I enjoy coffee. So I tried it and it was it was life changing. It was so, so good. Even with the mediocre at best free coffee the coffee float was really really good and i actually had someone on instagram tell me that it's it's some it's some italian thing like there's a name for it i don't remember what it is but apparently it's a common commonly known thing that i just had never heard of before so you got to learn to like coffee lists so that you can try things like this i do wish i liked it i really do <laughs> I just can't. It's an acquired taste. You got to, you know, you got to work your way up to it. So you got to give it a chance. I haven't acquired it yet. Yeah, not yet. One of these days. <laughs> Maybe. My parents uh, planned to get off the ship for a little bit. They wanted to walk over to the Queen's Staircase, which is, you know, it's a, it's about a 15-minute walk from the cruise port. So I, they asked me to go with them. I decided to do that. Uh, I think the kids went to the kids' club for a little bit. So, Liz, did you just hang by the pool by yourself for a little while? Oh, right after you got off, I got a text saying they wanted to be picked up from the club. Brought them back to the room. For a very short amount of time before they remember there was some event going on in the kids' club. Uh, and they wanted to go back. So then I brought them back to the kids' club. <laughs> got it. And I think I then I think I was watching a movie. They do like going for the events. Like if there's something that they see on the, the navigator app, they like they like going for you know the certain activities that they do. So we, we look out for those. Anyway. Emily really likes crafts. Yeah. So I ended up walking to the Queen's Staircase with my parents. Probably it was, I'm glad that I did it, but it's probably like a one and done thing for me. It was about a 15 minute walk and, and it was not all that eventful, but the, the, the Queen's Staircase itself is, is like really cool. It's like this, I don't even know what the history is behind it. I think my, my dad knows, but I don't remember. It's just this really, really tall staircase, but this huge, like, alleyway with towering walls on either side that that was that were dug out by slaves like a long time ago um so the 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 structure itself was pretty impressive um 
it's just not the nicest area, so it wasn't, you know, it felt a little unsafe to walk over there, but but we made it, so uh, it's uh, that was all good. And then we walked over to a brewery called the Riptide Brewery, which is not near like the cruise port area. It's it's kind of away from it a, a little ways, but it was really clean inside, really nice. It's a, a relatively new like startup brewery, so um, we sat there. They actually he told us that they didn't have much in stock because they have been so busy filling orders so they they only had two different beers on tap but it was great and it was like again like 10 or 15 minutes from uh from the cruise port once we got back on board we just spent some time in the room getting ready for dinner and uh getting ready for the sail away i heard from the room we had our balcony door open that they start they played one of the one of the horns one of the mickey horns and so i went out on the veranda to just watch the sail away and then they did I don't know, three or four more horns, which is always a big hit for the, the for the cruise ships that are parked next to us. We the, the Disney ships always get a big crowd uh, listening to the the horns as as the ship leaves the port. That night we had dinner at Palo, and so we first brought the kids to the main dining restaurant, which was in the Royal Court or Royal Palace. I I can never remember which one it is on the Dream, but. We didn't want to just, obviously, we wanted them to eat dinner. So we brought them there. Trisha and uh, Wayne were great about getting them meals really quickly. I think we got there at 545. Our reservation was at 630. And we, you know, they got their meals and had dessert by the time we, we had to leave. So, uh, so that was great. We brought the kids to the kids club and checked them in. And I think... I think William was upset about that because they were doing some event on the Oceaneer Club side for like younger kids. And so they moved the older kids over to the lab side. And he I think he was pretty bummed about that. But yeah, he definitely preferred the club side. Yeah, they they made do. Uh, Our dinner at Paula was great. We had it with my parents. We liked it a lot. I, I think I don't know how you feel about this list, but we had two meals at Palo. We had a dinner and a brunch, and and both of them were like really long meals. And don't get me wrong, the dinner or the the eating experience is amazing at Palo. But as with most fancy restaurants, they they take they take some time to get through the whole meal. And I don't know, with our kids on board, I kind of would rather just spend the time with them or. Um, you know, eat dinner with them. So I, I don't know if I, I feel like for us, and maybe you think differently. Apollo is is like a is something we should do when we do adults only cruises, and maybe less so with our kids. But it's also a free perk of the of the Platinum Castaway Club membership. So kind of feels like you have to do it. I do think if we told them that we didn't want to be there for over two hours that they would accommodate that for us. They probably assume that we want to take our time and enjoy that, it, the whole experience. And I think it's really like European style probably to just have so much time between each course. But yeah, they were, we did dinner and brunch and they were so long, but so good. So good. So, so it's good. so good. Yeah. We did not attend the, uh, the Mickey and Minnie pirate deck party, which was at like 730. But we did go up for Pirates in the Caribbean. Uh, up on deck. What did you think of the Pirates in the Caribbean stage show? It was fine. I would definitely recommend it. I don't know that I would 
necessarily have to do it again <laughs> next time. It was cute. They were just like singing pirate songs and getting the crowd involved. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't think it's necessarily a must do, but I like that they've moved away it felt more like the wish with like the live music, right? Than than it used to be. I like that they've moved away from the act where they, the yeah, the yeah, yeah, where it's it's like a, a story that they've made up and there's actors and all that stuff. I like that they've moved away from that. This was like you said, it was just pirate songs and they were getting the crowd really involved and they had the whole crowd singing these pirate songs. Obviously, Captain Jack Sparrow showed up, so that was. Um, really great. I I liked it. I liked the the pirates in the Caribbean deck party, which I don't typically say outside of the wish, but it was I I really liked it. And then of course the fireworks are great. I love the fireworks on Pirate Night. I love that they happen with the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song playing or the theme music playing because it's just that's the best part. Oh, the music to it is the best part. It's that so soundtrack. awesome. Yeah, it's such a good soundtrack for fireworks. And then our oh, and my you say the magic bands, all of a sudden all all of our um, magic bands started vibrating, and as soon as the fireworks started going off, they were having their own little light show. Yeah, with the fireworks, they were going crazy the whole time with the music. It's really cool. It was cool and unexpected. Totally caught off guard. Definitely unexpected. I think there were a few times throughout the cruise where. You know, we had them on our wrists, and we'd feel them buzzing, and then we'd notice that they were, you know, doing a little a little light show. So. Um, just something to keep in mind if you're using a, a Disney band or a magic band. So that was a, uh, that ended up being a pretty late night for us. And in the interest of time, this is actually where we're going to wrap up part one of our trip report. We'll release part two very shortly, which will cover our two days at Castaway Key, our thoughts on the New Year's Eve celebration at sea and our day at sea. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode, and I hope you'll come back for part two very soon. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Instagram or Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can also check out my blog at thedcldude.com. Please feel free to reach out with questions or ideas for future show topics, and I'd be super grateful if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Beyond that, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.